0: Welcome baseball fans. It is time for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Freshly back, if you want to put it that way, from Hall of Fame induction weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about that and, um, you know, baseball now post-trade deadline. So, Coach, how you doing? Good, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good. Better than I was doing a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Braves just uh, took three out of four from the Mets. And, uh, they're only a game and a half back on the Philly or a game right now, a game back on the Phillies. So depending on what the Phillies do, depending on what they do as of this recording, um, you know, before we dive into trades and whatnot, we'll do that first, um, or let's just do that first. So, uh, uh and then we'll, we'll talk about the, the hall of fame weekend that was you and I had quite the adventure out there in Cooperstown. So, but, uh, out of the box, um, Baseball season post trade deadline. Let's talk about the big trades that happened. Um, which one impressed you the most? What single trade impressed you the most? Um, probably the Pirates and the Rays, uh,
1: the trade for Archer, because that was kind of an old-fashioned trade where you had quality going in both directions.
0: Right. I was shocked to be completely honest that the pirates uh made such a move but then they've been surprising all year
1: right uh the uh well i mean and it was that was done right at the last minute or so the last uh few minutes of the trade deadline and uh, it was it was that was a big trade and i didn't expect it
0: right you know last year with the verlander thing uh you know at the waiver deadline right um does the trade deadline in general, does the non-waiver trade deadline have a little less pizzazz to it, a little less suspense to it? No. This year, there were so many. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: there, uh, I don't ever remember there being this many trades at the trade deadline.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, what was the last year that comes to mind that had this much activity? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Maybe 4 with the Red Sox stealing Nomar for their postseason push.
1: No, there were like five or six trades that year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, I mean, and nobody. I mean, if you're going to talk about big names, you know, Manny Machado and Dozier, you're going to the, the Dodgers. Nobody touches that. Yeah, uh, I mean, and there were so many trades this year because well, so many teams are still you know sniffing it.
0: Right, beauty of the second wild card and the fact that in the National League, all but four teams are alive and well for the playoffs. Um, I'm going to uh, agree and echo that that the Pirates trade for Archer was the most surprising just because I would have figured Archer would go to, you know, a big the, the bigger name team, the, the the Yankees or the Red Sox. Right?
1: Well, I think fig- I mean, the Brewers, you know, who who knows what they're doing? They go out and uh, they get moose right away and then they go out and get shoop, you know, um, meaning that. One of these acquisitions is going to be playing on the bench some of the time, right? Uh, right, and they don't get a pitcher what they really need. I, I thought the Brewers if had the, uh, they were in the lead for Archer.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about. Um, you've already mentioned it, but let's talk about Machado and Dozier to the Dodgers. Um, I mean it. It was it was like a foregone conclusion at the All Star break, but now, do you see the Dodgers as a juggernaut? This year's Dodgers. I mean, forget about the fact that the franchise is a juggernaut franchise. But Right.
1: I mean, and really, Manny's just there because Seeger's not. Exactly. You know, uh, so, I mean, that's, um, but they certainly did improve themselves.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but dare I say, and I'm going to, so ha, <laughs> I, it didn't move the needle so much for me. I thought Machado to the Dodgers was just kind of yeah. I mean, if it was, if he had gone to what were some of the other teams that were viable? No, oh, anybody, anybody. I mean, yeah. But who were they talking to before it it got narrowed down to the the Dodgers. Brewers, uh, Brewers? There I you mean,
1: go. Uh, and the Red Sox. The Red Sox went out and got Kinsler, which was that's one of the bigger moves. It really. I mean, people. Yeah. Uh, that's downplayed somewhat, but with, uh, Pedroia on the shelf, uh, they needed somebody, uh, that can turn the double play. That, uh, Kinsler is a dead pull hitter, will hit well in, uh, and has always hit well, uh, at Fenway. Uh, he's an American leaguer which, you know, I, I think that was a, a big trade. That was the one hole the Red Sox really had. Uh, and I thought Manny could have gone there. They could have moved some people around or something, you know. But
0: Well, they didn't get – I mean, we'll talk Red Sox-Yankees here n- next up, but I'm um, surprised the Red Sox didn't get much relief help. They didn't get any relievers. No, but
1: so. Britain really hasn't done well for the Yankees since they've got him. Well, but.
0: yeah, true. But, again, with the Dodgers, you know, the the – the I mean, do you make them prohibitive favorites in the um in the National League? And and how did the Dozier thing register with you? Um, I thought that was a big. I mean, the Dodgers
1: did what they needed to do. Uh, does it make them a prohibitive favorite? No, I don't think there is one now. Uh, I mean, in the National League, um, I think there is one in the American League. Uh, yeah, but uh. <laughs> But I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, Astros could still uh, beat anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dozier kind of a sad end to to his time in Minnesota. Maybe you say the same thing about Archer. There was a lot of like exhale. Okay, it's finally over. Including, I mean, the, the Orioles dealt damn near everybody. Right, right, right. But the haul that they got back in prospects, they are, they can outfit two other teams. With well, the number we'll of see. Prospects, we'll they see. They back. gave
1: away a lot. I mean, it's hard to believe how much Quality has come off of the O's and how bad they were.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really confounding when you look at the the drop off, how steep it was from 2016 to now. I mean, only two years. And I guess that's what happens when you lose that wild card game and don't use your closer. But at any rate, um, all right, the Yankees and the Red Sox, uh, let's compare these two juggernauts. Yankees get Lynn, Hap, and Britain. And Now they're about to get swept <laughs> in a four-game series at Fenway. So, And, and
1: Lynn and Hap are not top-of-the-order pitchers. I mean, uh, the Yankees needed more pitching. I mean, needed more starting pitching. But they didn't get somebody that is, uh, that's going to move the needle that much, I don't think. I mean, Britain was and could certainly be, again, one of the best relievers in the game. Uh but that was not the Yankees biggest need. That was feeding their strength. Uh the um I mean I, I don't all getting all of those moves, I think some of it is defensive, making certain that nobody else gets Hap or Lynn. Uh, yeah. but um I mean these are inning eaters. You know, they're not uh which is important to a lot of teams, but not necessarily this time of year.
0: No, and, you know, you could easily make the argument they're just looking at October. They're going to need, you know, the bullpen was their strength last year, and they've done it again this year. But, yeah, you know.
1: Well, was is significant. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, well, and you look at Happ. Happ
1: has had a good year. Yeah. Lynn has not.
0: Lynn has not. (laughs) But don't you figure Lynn could be in the bullpen? I mean, actually, they just sent Sonny Gray there. So I guess that's not going to work out. He probably smiled the whole way. He smiled the whole way. Good lord. Poor Sonny Gray, I guess. I mean, he he was such a, a nice character when he was in Oakland, but and boy, didn't all the other teams dodge a bullet yeah, the, <laughs> not trading for him. Uh
1: slide of frame, right handers
0: don't last very long. Yep. You called it. You called it spot on. Um you Unless know you're Bo- Tim Hudson. Right, or Pedro. Yeah. Uh, um with Boston Kinsler, but Ivaldi. <laughs> yeah. He's looked phenomenal in his first two starts oh yeah he, and he's looked good all year
1: yeah i mean so i i really think the red sox who are really not that far off the pace of winning more games than any team ever yeah uh you know they really helped themselves
0: what would they have to get to they have to win 117 i break not record. i think 116 is the still the record from the uh uh, from the uh, the Mariners, Mariners in yeah. 2001 and as of today Boston's 78 and 34 what
1: what did the Indians do in 54 I think yeah
0: uh... uh I think that was 108 because the Yankees okay. the Yankees eclipsed that record I thought okay um before uh before we move on have you watched any of the Yankees Red Sox games from this weekend I mean every single one of them has been on <laughs> No, I, I don't Brent have up. I don't
1: have enough time in my life to watch a Red Sox yeah. Yankee game. Yeah, yeah, you don't have the
0: five hours set aside. No. although yesterday's game, uh, the Saturday game of the week, uh, was under three hours. Well, it's kind and of amazing. a
1: correction that I have to make: uh, games this year now are averaging two hours and fifty-eight minutes as of right now. Hmm. So uh, things have moved positively in that direction.
0: Yeah, we're still going close to four minutes between actual balls put in play, but, you know, baby, all right. baby steps. Um, all right, so moving on, uh, let's talk about our hometown Atlanta Braves. What do you grade the Braves moves that they made? Which I'm... all of them were with the Orioles, basically. <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> we're we got like Ventures, the... too. Uh... Yeah, we're like the Orioles uh, south here. Right. Uh,
1: I... Look, they, they went out and got... A quality reliever. They got a starter that looks, you know, from his first outing, looks uh, very good. Uh, They got an outfielder to help, uh, a right-handed bat. Um, And they got another, uh, Venters, another piece in the uh, bullpen. We'll see how long he holds up. I would give the Braves a solid B.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they went and stayed competitive. They didn't make a big splash, maybe saving such things for this offseason, but um there weren't too many big
1: splashes they weren't going to get manny or dozier archer would have been a big deal. archer would have been a big deal but yeah as the way that went down he might have cost a whole lot
0: yeah uh, well isn't he still under control for yeah another? for a couple of years I yeah think. that was that's the other thing for the pirates it's like it's kind they of, wouldn't
1: have given up what they gave up uh you know without the uh the years of control
0: right but it's interesting how quickly they they've, they've Flip the narrative on, you know, well, he gave up Garrett Cole for nothing. and Right, right, know, like, right. I mean, they've
1: yeah. been criticized in recent years for not making a move going down the stretch. If they had made this kind of move a couple of years ago, they might have been in the World Series.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I give the Braves, yeah, a B minus to a B at the very least, considering that, you know, what did the Phillies do? What did the Nationals do? The Nationals put Bryce Harper on the, <laughs> on the trade block. Your reaction to that?
1: Um, I don't think he was really on the trade block. Yeah. Uh, I think that was like, okay, if you want to give us half your team, you know, uh, we'll we'll talk <laughs> about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you want to give us DeGrom and Thor for him? You know, maybe. Yeah, you know, well, you, what can have have... you can have him for a rental and we'll get those two guys.
0: Yeah. What in the world would the Mets have done with that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I see your analogy. So
1: yeah, I I don't uh, I don't put much into that. No, but uh, with the
0: Phillies, you know what what was the big move that they made? Uh, I don't even well, a they note.
1: got Struble Cabrera, uh, who is uh, that's a good piece for them, a good yeah. solid piece, uh, and can play several places in the infield, and he hits really well and hits us really well. Um,
0: we, we didn't we didn't talk about our hitter. We got Duvall. I said we got an
1: outfielder too. We got a right-handed power, you know, right, right-handed right, right. hitter. Uh,
0: well, w- we talked about Vener's too. I don't know if we talked about Duvall. Do you think that that's a big pickup for them?
1: Uh, I think it was a, a, a sound pickup uh, because they got him on the cheap because he's having a bad season. He's had a better season in the. I mean, he's played better than he has this year, and so Anthropolis didn't have to give up much to get him right now. Yeah.
0: Do you what, what what do you want from Duval as a Braves fan for the uh, two month stretch here?
1: Somebody that can hit left-handed pitching when uh and send put Ender down against left-handers cuz Ender's not hitting left-handers at all this year.
0: Yeah. Um let's look at the uh, uh or did you have another one from the Phillies? Uh, oh, oh yeah,
1: yeah. They got Wilson Ramos too. That's you know who will from the race. He that is will, significant. Yeah, yeah, he will be their starting catcher when he's back. Yeah.
0: Looking at the National League Central, then, because uh, you mentioned the Brewers earlier. Uh, between the Brewers and the Cubs, who did better at the trade deadline? Um, who did the Cubs get? What, well, they got Cole uh, Hamels was the big. Oh one.
1: yeah, Cole Hamills. Um, yeah. See, I don't. I don't. Cole Hamels hasn't pitched that so well this year. He's the type of pitcher that a uh, change of scenery might do really well, particularly you know being thrust into the, uh, the pennant race. Uh, and he certainly has the pedigree, but uh, I'm I'm not holding my breath for him to make that much of a significant difference.
0: Yeah, um, I mean the you know the Cubs would their biggest move just be getting uh, getting you Darvish back and healthy? Oh
1: yeah. Oh, for sure, for certain.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I I don't know if they were looking they they were wanting to give up that much. You know, you win a World Series for the first time right. in over a century. You've got you've bought some goodwill for a few years to not make huge moves. But such as it is, such as it is, um, NL West, it was the Dodgers. We talked about that. I don't the Rockies or you know, the Dbacks. Uh, I'm the. Um, I mean, the Giants didn't do anything. Is this... I know.
1: I, I think in, in many ways it's the teams that didn't do something because so many teams did do something. The Giants are certainly one of them. They needed, you know, uh, what a difference it would have made for them if they had gotten Cole Hamels. That would have been sure. a more significant move uh, than him going to the Cubs. Uh, the Rockies, what, they, uh, the, uh, they I, I don't know of anything the Rockies did. Yeah, yeah, nothing
0: that, that that moved the needle. Right. To say the least. And the yeah, the Giants are the Giants uh uh maybe the most attractive dance partner for the non waiver deadline or the waiver deadline. Right now they sit on the outside edge of all the playoff races in the National League. I don't know enough
1: about their farm system to know that they were capable of making any kind of moves.
0: Right. That's why by my, you know, understanding is that the Giants have uh, a limited farm system given what they would need to get a big name at the deadline. Like line. an Archer, like an Archer. That being said, if they don't make strides to get back in the race, make up a couple of games in that division or in the second wild card, well, they do have Cueto coming back, and that will yeah, that could be significant for them. Yeah, but I think will, you might be. Yeah, I think you might be looking at they're the ones getting rid of maybe a <laughs> a big lefty <laughs> with some postseason success. Before. Perhaps, perhaps. We'll see about that. Yeah, yeah. I think they may be the the veteran uh, dealers uh, going towards August 31st, but remain to be seen. All right, um, so in the American League West, let's talk about this Astros controversy with uh, Roberto Asuna. Um, well, before we finish the National League... West, Uh the snakes did get Brad Ziegler
1: back, which who's pitched very well for them. Okay, so I mean, and that that can be a significant move.
0: Yeah, I mean that right now that that division. This is the thing again, circling back to the Dodgers. I don't think it it improved their standing. You know, I don't think they they put uh, enough distance between the their their roster and the the strength of the the Diamondbacks roster or the Rockies. Right. I mean,
1: they got uh and the Snakes also got Cabrera, um uh, Escobar, uh Eduardo Escobar that could uh from the Twins that could help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um it uh, uh yeah, I'll go with you on that. <laughs> um I looked over that move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have a note on it, but that's fine. Um in the American League, let's talk about this uh this Astros deal. Um I mean, as soon as People like you and I don't think he should be allowed to play baseball anymore. Right.
1: And uh, apparently the Jays didn't either. They apparently had no intention of having them play uh, again. They have a uh, a particular fan base that has spoken out against that. Yeah. And the Astros
0: have as well in the past. Uh, well, that was the big... big sticking point right they have this zero tolerance policy in quotes right and that was with julio
1: lugo i think you know uh, about 10 years ago or so and um the uh and they had all sorts of people like verlander and stuff speak out against it
0: and lo and behold here he is yeah well is this then the 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 kryptonite to the the astros you know they're they loom large even though they haven't played better than the red sox but is it possible that this move derails their, their season? This much controversy, uh, this much that, negative press on it?
1: That's hard to believe because throughout baseball history, hometowns have pretty much forgiven anything so long as you win.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, if uh, I'll tell you one thing. Osuna better not struggle. Right. You know, uh, there's not going to be a lot of... Lee, he doesn't have uh,
0: he doesn't have a lot of latitude right now. No, he does not. Um, the surprise of the American League West and the American League in general, your Oakland A's didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. I uh, know. Who really <laughs> needed to? Uh, the uh, that's yeah, I mean, I Now know. now look, it's too easy. They're Billy Bean and Co. is too easy of a target. But is there something to be said? Something to uh you know uh what's the word not admonish but to uh they did get familiar i mean you got to give them that
1: uh they got somebody uh but they're not used to buying
0: no and remember the last time that they did buy what happened oh yeah yeah really yeah they go get lester and samarja in 2014 It didn't really fit their no, uh, their no. identity, and it got weird there. Yeah. So, is it possible we need to give them credit for avoiding such a situation this no. this go around? No, no, <laughs> no. not at all. <laughs> well, look, Oakland, we love you. Like we love watching you play baseball. I mean, front office aside, yeah, and and their fans deserve to see good baseball like that. Um, let's see, we talked about the like East. To see them
1: do it in a different ballpark.
0: Yeah, well, and that seems to be uh, on the horizon. So, um, although they did open up the entire upper deck and yeah, yeah. Mount Davis for the Giants series, right, and that right. was really cool, I think they had one of the largest attendance in, uh, in since the the Sky Dome in the in the eighty nine nineties, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Um, and lastly, uh, the Cleveland Indians didn't have to do anything they're going to waltz with that division. No, they
1: did. They made, I mean, it was a couple of days before the deadline, but they made one of the more significant moves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, particularly since Miller has gone down, I mean, they have getting a hand in Simber. That was, that was huge.
0: Yeah. With Miller going, I mean, Miller, we may not see him until mid September at this point. Right. I believe he's on the 60 day DL. So you look at that, you look at how well Carrasco's pitched. Um, Is, is it, are they are they the San Antonio Spurs of this? Just, oh, they
1: they could very well be. Yeah, they're. Just, I mean, uh, I mean, they get hot at the right time, and that's what the playoffs are all about.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it's, what worries me about them, it seems like they're almost banking on that. But I don't know, baseball is a different game. You can't they
1: have one it. of those managers that you can't count out either.
0: Right, right, right. right. All right. Um, well, anything else before we go first to third in the Hall of Fame? Anything I'm leaving out? Uh, interesting narratives, interesting uh, storylines for the last two months here. Well, um, no. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I mean the rivalries and the races haven't haven't really changed. It's still the it's still Yankees versus Red Sox and uh, the, the Indians walking away with it. The Mariners the, are fading. Yeah, they're fading, and here come you know. Yeah. I mean, truly, the Athletics are now going for the first wild card spot. I mean, if they win today and the Yankees lose on Sunday night baseball, it gets real interesting, uh, for that first wild card spot, which, you know, seemed to be a lock. It would be the AL East runner up. Um, anything else? I mean, for me personally, I think it's the fact that we have a second exciting deadline. Now I I believe the August 31st deadline to be almost as exciting considering what happened with Verlander last year. So,
1: but that's an unusual thing. I mean, uh, Verlander had a huge contract, you know, and the Astros had the ability to take that contract on. Um, that sort of situation doesn't come around that often. Sure.
0: I do remember Larry Walker in uh, 2004. Yeah. And I think maybe even uh, it was either Lester or the Samarja— well, it was the John Lester move. That may right. have come post— deadline in, in 2014 so we'll see i i feel like there's there's going to be at least one of significance before what the 31st
1: would be most likely or you said the giants earlier if they fall out of it uh yeah the um uh, rockies could very well as well
0: yeah yeah giants it's possible that you know it's mccutcheon that <laughs> that moves again yeah, or, right i know or uh there was or,
1: talk about that before the deadline
0: right or uh quato I mean, yeah, you know, Cueto's got a rather large contract he's, for he's another gonna couple have, years.
1: Cueto's going to have to come back and show he's healthy before anybody's going to pick him up. The same thing was true with Donaldson. I thought had he been able to come back, he would have been moved. The, the you know the Blue Jays were moving people, and uh, true. a healthy Donaldson could really uh, be with him walking into the clubhouse with a bag over his shoulder might perk up a few heads.
0: Yeah. That's well said. Um, I would look for the Brewers. To me, it would be the Brewers, since they didn't make a big enough impact at the deadline. And we know that they have short windows to compete with the likes of the Cubs and the Cardinals, that they could make another significant move. At I think Shoop is
1: a significant move.
0: Well, sure. But like you said. They needed pitching. They needed pitching, and they didn't get it. And Shoop and... Uh, when was it? I've already moose and and yeah, Shoop and Moose. It's like somebody's riding the bench. So that's who I would look for.
1: Oh, I don't think they they get Moose if they know they're going to get Shoop.
0: Oh, okay, that makes I th- sense.
1: I think they got Moose. Then when Shoop became available, they're like, okay,
0: <laughs> we'll sign on for that. Anything else before we move on?
1: No, I think that's it. All right. Well, wait a minute. Uh, the Cardinals didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, what about I, that? The uh, I thought the Cardinals were in line to make a move they've underperformed so much this year so many of their players have except injuries for Car- as well yeah except for carboner i don't know if they're just conceding now that division but the pirates look stronger to to me than the cardinals do right now
0: oh i agree entirely and that doesn't seem like it would ever fly in st louis yeah i don't see the cardinals so,
1: ever conceding anything you know
0: yeah that's not that's not a look that they ever wear so right very interesting though i mean is it possible that just no one wants to trade with them anymore? They don't have enough attractive pieces in their farm system?
1: I think they have overrated several of their players in recent years. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I'm, I'm not all broken up about it. No, nor am I. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, going first to third. A week ago, you and I were at lovely Cooperstown, New York, uh, for the Hall of Fame induction weekend. Got to see our boy, Chipper Jones, who... I think he gave the best speech out of all, uh, out of the whole lot of them. Oh, I do too. Without yeah. any question. Yeah. Um so let's just take a stroll down one week memory memory lane for the for the, <laughs> for the weekend that was at the Hall of Fame. Um what was your biggest takeaway this visit?
1: Um just seeing different people. I mean and, and different uh people involved in the Hall of Fame. Uh I, I'll tell you when we left the induction ceremony a little bit early, uh, got back to the Hall of Fame, and then everybody's a buzz about Newcomb throwing a no hitter at that time. I mean, people yeah. were coming up to us on the street because we were in our. Braves paraphernalia at that time right Sporting,
0: uh, sport in the hometown right for chipper
1: and uh it, there the excitement of a whole town that is just uh, centered around baseball uh yeah it's uh t- I mean th- that was an obvious
0: play yeah well, as you said perfectly, everybody is an expert there on that oh, weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. And everybody was at the thing that you're talking about. Right. Yeah, how many times do you think you said, "Oh, I was at 715?" Right. Well, several. Yeah. Several. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I mean, as I said earlier today, I think
1: uh, in the people that are going to induction ceremony are people that have experienced a lot of Uh, Of baseball moments in their lives. Baseball is a sport that breeds experts. I know as a high school coach, every parent that I had uh, in the stands knew more than I did. They were all great for me. I I had no problem with any of my parents, but uh, everybody everybody played the game in Little League and they think they know uh, what needs to be done. Now, if not every parent knows how to make certain that curveball is below the knees, you know, right. or to get the hands through the zone quicker or, uh, but they all think, well, you know, so Brock should be batting fourth, you know, uh, I mean, they, but, and that's true. Basically you find baseball fans are more experts, I think in their own minds than are any other, uh, sports fans.
0: Well, it's the old adage. I mean, it's the most deceptively easy to play when you're looking at it. Right. it's like, you know, just hit the ball and throw it to that base and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I was surprised at how much San Diego love was there for Hoffman. That was, that was, that's true. Yeah. Of the, of the, of the inductees and, and their, their support sections, Chipper, I think. Had the biggest. Had the biggest. Walking away with it. But then it's. It's a toss-up between probably San Diego and Cleveland for Tommy. Uh, well, no, I would say Tommy's support. There were a lot of people from
1: Philly that were there yep. uh, for yep. Tommy as well, and I think uh, his exposure on the MLB network is helping him. Uh, I thought there would be more Tiger fans. Not that there weren't Tiger fans there, but I did uh, as well. Having yeah. two people go in that are, I mean, I, I know Morris pitch for more teams than the the Tigers but I I always think of him as a Tiger even though he's a demon as a twin Uh, (laughs) and and as a Blue Jay right right Uh, but the uh, and it may be that since they were put in by the old timers their fans were more my age and yeah so uh, it may be that may be the reason there weren't more Tiger fans there.
0: Yeah, interesting too. I mean, they're off of the um, they're off of the 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 last World Series team that Detroit has had. Right, right. And you know, Trammel, Alan Trammell is 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 their Dale Murphy, and is Detroit's Dale Murphy. He even has the same number. <laughs> so it begs the question: if Dale Murphy gets put in by this Veterans Committee, how how big will the support be?
1: I think it'll be pretty. Bi- well, it depends. I mean, uh, yeah, the support may be. Gets older and older, uh, right? But I don't know that Trammell was loved as much as Murph was here. Yeah, Trammel played with other. I mean, you know, he. I mean, as he said, he and Whitaker are always thought of together. You know, and Morris is on that team, and Kirk Gibson, and lots of other uh, significant pieces in Tiger history. On the Braves, Horner was there for a little while, and <laughs> Noxie. Yep. you know, I mean, we could go through and name well, Chris Chambliss was there, but I mean, you know, no. Kent Obert fell, right, right. Uh, it's uh, Murph was it for some time.
0: Yeah, um, I thought the museum was beautiful. Way too crowded. As if it you're is. gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna take it in, like my my overall feeling about just experiencing Cooperstown is that. First of all, get the membership. It's fifty dollars for an individual. Mm -hmm. You get the program, you get a yearbook, you get a magazine, which I'm looking forward to. But I would have, you know discounts at all their anything that's from the Hall of Fame. Right, 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 right. And you can go year round. I mean, and I think, you know, if if in, in the perfect like, you know, baseball mecca trip, you go an off weekend before induction weekend. Right.
1: And before induction weekend, too, because if you're interested in going around to the memorabilia stores, so much of the memorabilia is sold during induction weekend. And they're, uh, you know, they're compiling stock during, you know, before the induction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a g- great point. I mean, Cooperstown really is. It's baseball Woodstock. Right. And all the you know, if if you have not been before and this was my first time, there are memorabilia shops all up and down the main street there. And, uh, I was, I was, I was really, uh, uh, what's the word? I mean, the magic of it was the fact it was, you felt like you were going through somebody's basement or something (laughs) like none of the stores are designed. They're very asymmetrical Right. and you're going around narrow corners and stuff. And there's a whole other wall of, you know, t-shirts and
1: autograph balls and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Um, and it, it really is a beautiful town um to say the least i mean even if you weren't a baseball fan um that being said the food and the lodging you want to go first or... well i don't even I know mean, if i, I... want to relive where we
1: stayed the uh, <laughs> no i i don't think so either uh i i said the uh one of the most significant things my memories coming away from this are the different people that we encountered, uh, the little kid uh, who threw out a ball at San Diego, that uh, will say for me, and the man who collapsed the chair in front of us. Uh, <laughs> the uh, There were several significant, uh, and pull yourself up <laughs> to the wife. Uh, yeah. There were, were several significant memories of people throughout, but one of them certainly would have to be Gene Gene the Dancing Machine, <laughs> who owned the beautiful Lake Lodge, <laughs> the Lake House, uh, uh, Lake House lodge. lodge.
0: Yeah, uh if you're going to go induction weekend, you know, you got to remember that it's 40,000 people descending on this small town. If not more depending oh, I on I think it's going, more, yeah. depending on who's going in, but the record is still 82,000 when Cal Ripken and Cal Ripken Jr. and Tony Gwynn went in. But, what was it this time? Uh I haven't seen the official uh estimate, but You know, had to have been 45, around 45,000. See, I heard that it was more than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the second largest was like 52. And that Mm -hmm. was might have been the the Maddox and and Glavin year. Um, That being said, you got to get a bet. You know, it's all bed and breakfasts. There's a couple of hotels close to Cooperstown, but you got to book a year out, which we did yes we did and yet somehow our room at the lovely lake house lodge mutated into an RV <laughs> that I don't think the RV would sell for what we paid to rent it <laughs> so when in uh, I
1: didn't get clean until I came home
0: uh, neither did I I didn't sleep until I got home <laughs> when in Richmond S- Springs you can visit Jean Jean the dancing machine at the lake house but only for dinner don't don't stay there yeah. find, find somewhere else who's a little more computer savvy so, I mean the alumin the the laminate floors were held together by rusty staples. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a bad living situation for Cooper's Town weekend. That being said, in the lovely uh was it Richfield Springs? Where did yeah, we stay? It was it was
1: I don't know. I don't know how long the city limits of Richfield Springs right. extend.
0: But Richfield Springs, go check out Cassidy's Diner. You can meet Cassidy herself. She's there. Her sister works there, I think, five days out of the week. Best breakfast in all of Rich- <laughs> Richmond Springs.
1: I think maybe the
0: only breakfast. Yeah, it might be the only Richfield breakfast Springs. in Richfield Springs. Who else did? The coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Stagecoach Coffee, which is uh, uh, right off of uh, Main Street in Cooperstown. We went there a couple of times. They were super nice. And they had mm. good Wi Fi. You needed that Wi Fi. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, uh,
1: well, I mean, uh, and Wi-Fi is pretty much uh, everywhere in Cooperstown now because other people are in the same situation. Uh, the uh, We mixed 22. We ate dinner there, and that was uh, the – we had that planned right.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, right Was at, it is it Mix 22 or Mel's?
1: Mel's 22. It's Mel's 22. Mel's
0: 22, yeah. So if you're going to Cooperstown on induction week and you haven't been before – The lines for food are crazy. I mean, there's a lot of cool little bar and grill restaurants, but, you know, two hour wait because everybody's there. So we had the parade on Saturday and that's the that's your that's your opportunity to get first in line at Mel's 22, which is the nicest restaurant in Cooperstown.
1: Yeah, we were right in front of the door, and right as the last players were going by in the parade, we jumped in.
0: Yep, that was perfect.
1: (laughs) And uh, we had our choice of seats, and five minutes later, every seat was taken.
0: It was incredible. The place just filled up instantly. A lot of Help Wanted signs in Cooperstown, I noticed, for that weekend. What was your favorite memorabilia shop? Did you have one that...
1: Oh, I I can't remember. Remember the name of them. Uh, actually, my favorite memorabilia shop was the one in the Hall of Fame.
0: Right, with the coins. Uh, yes,
1: I, I like the new coins.
0: There are these Hall of Fame coins that that uh, have the individual inductee, and you're gonna you're gonna collect them all, just like po- I, like Pokemon. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other speech grades. What did you think of Vlad Guerrero's uh, support section?
1: Um, Heck of I a think, party. I think there was a a cultural disconnect. Right. Uh, between right. Uh, and uh Vladdy's speech was uh quality. Uh I uh would have liked if some of it had been in English. I mean I, I don't have any yeah. problems with him uh going through a translator, but after this many years, I would think just a few uh statements in English. I thought it was uh significant that he singled out Socia uh the uh and uh more than anybody else in his playing career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, really, of all of them, it was uh, I was the, so happy for Alan Trammell. But man, that guy—he's <laughs> a rambling man. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, it doesn't exactly hold the interest of the uh, of the general crowd, which Chipper did fantastically. Uh, Chipper, I'm just amazed at how good Chipper's speech was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe someone helped him write it, but it had the right balance of humor and inside stories and the whole thing. Right. So, um. I thought Jack Morris presented himself
1: like an insurance salesman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looked Thank, like one, you know, kind of
0: spoke like one. Thanked his kids a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, this being, uh, was this their fourth visit? Fourth visit, yeah. Overall yeah. to Cooperstown. Um, in the museum, what, what's, what could have stood out to you the most in the museum?
1: It, well, I mean, uh, obviously the on the top floor where they have all of the interactive things now. Uh, if you were there when it was not induction ceremony, that might be uh, an enjoyable hour or so just to spend with all right. these interactive things. The I think the most awe inspiring is uh, always the hall with plaques. You know, the uh, I mean that's. But again, that's difficult during. I mean, we went back uh, after the induction as well, and it was uh, you're able to see a lot more of it then. Um, I the uh, they have all of the World Series rings forever, and that that's interesting.
0: I mean, there's so much stuff. Uh, yeah, three the, full floors. I they, mean, they, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that the Hall of Plaques is as good as advertised, if not better. Hey. You know, it's so the way it's laid out, it's so glorious when you walk in that room, it's got the high ceilings and so much natural light gets in there that it's truly like baseball heaven. And the plaques just, you know, symbolize that to a tee. But yeah, when there's, you know, a line of a crowd of people, seven deep trying to get their picture next to the specific plaque, you can't exactly read it, <laughs> read read the inscription for Tom Glavin and just take it all in as a, as a Braves fan, I was hoping right. to do more of that. Um, but the, on the third floor at the museum now is uh, a tribute to famous fans. Right. Uh, uh, that's plaster, been, that's been there yeah. for a while. And uh, that was
1: cool. The uh, I've um, I'd like to see that expanded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know they're, what there were about eight or nine yeah. of them, you know, uh, including our own Pearl Sandow, you know, from yep. Atlanta.
0: With her transistor radio yeah. in 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 hand, yeah, in the casting, um, right as you walk in, uh, very inspirational film greets you, goosebump, right, right. goosebump worthy. This this I don't was that there in 2014? Do you remember?
1: I've seen films. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was the same one. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, they just do a phenomenal job. The whole mm. Hall of Fame committee, uh, Jan Forbes Clark or Jane Forbes Clark,
1: uh, I. I think it's Jane.
0: Yeah. um, She owns half of Cooperstown, but uh, they just do such an excellent job. And really, with that many people, and they have to have buses come in and and help move people around, especially on the induction day on Sunday, everything flows pretty well. Right, right. You know, they got got it figured out. And it doesn't get too dirty. Like, the trash cans don't seem to be completely overflowing. So, Um, yeah. uh, And
1: something can be said not just to uh the clarks and uh, all of the people in the hall of fame something needs to be said for the fans that base, you know i don't know if you had a similar type of situation with other sports fans whether it would be as orderly and as uh the conducted as well i i just i i think something needs to be said that some of that it has to do with the baseball fan Different General. class, right?
0: Truly different class of fan. Yeah, right. I get no. I, I I agree entirely. I mean, all that and there's, you know, no one getting filthy drunk in the right. middle of the street and, yeah. Um, shout out to uh, uh, who else? What was the what was the the bar tavern that we found? I don't remember the name of. It. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Enterprise Rent a Car in Rochester. Not at the airport, but the mm-hmm. one on Bluff Road, two forty eight. Uh. Yeah, Bluff wrote it. Okay. Well, anyway, the Enterprise a car, man, they're great, fantastic customer service. Whereas the Lake House Lodge had some of the worst customer service uh, <laughs> when it came it's... to our room. Go when you're in Rochester, the lovely Rochester, New York. Rent from Enterprise; they'll pick you up. Home of Eastman Kodak. Home of <laughs> Eastman Kodak. Would have loved to have gone to that museum. That worked out pretty well flying into Rochester. Yeah. 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 It was, it was not a bad no, a no, no. Drive. no couple of tolls along the way. No big deal. And, uh, you know, you can make a killing as a camping chair salesman in Cooperstown for just that weekend. Right. Yeah. Or recovery as well. Um, Anything I'm leaving out? (laughs) It was a pleasure sitting in a dilapidated RV drinking beers at the end of the day with you, good sir. (laughs) Uh, One of the
1: things I I, uh, have always enjoyed about Cooperstown is that it's not age specific. Yeah, uh, I mean they're old farts like me, and they're young kids like the kid who threw out the first pitch at San Diego. I mean they're uh, all ages are represented there. A lot of sons and fathers, and a lot of older fathers and sons. My last induction ceremony, I went with my son. I mean uh, the uh, yeah. it's, um
0: the female the, the the female fans were really out in 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 full support from San Diego and Atlanta in particular yeah and we we were in the, at the parade we we were next to a couple that uh uh a father and daughter who lived in San Francisco and they were huge Braves fans watching them on TBS it, right so, so lots of uh nostalgic references to Skip Carey and Pete Van Weeren and Ernie Johnson and Milo right. Hamilton yeah yeah, I agree. It's it's for all ages and I I don't I don't I mean there's no other pro sports Hall of Fame in this country that has the same significance. Oh no. You never hear someone talking about, ah, "I can't wait to make my pilgrimage to Canton, Ohio.
1: Cooperstown, it's all baseball. Canton, Ohio is not all football. Uh, you know. Uh, Springfield, Massachusetts is not all basketball." I mean, uh the uh I don't think Cooperstown if there isn't the myth that Abner Doubleday started the game there. Uh, There is no Cooper. Cooperstown doesn't exist off of James Fenimore Cooper having been there, you know.
0: Right. Ironically, uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto, which is all hockey. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't really agree. Uh, Yeah. I mean,
1: Toronto is a huge city. That's true. That's true.
0: Well, it was really great. Um, to say the least, the, everything Cooperstown related was, was phenomenal. The museum, the induction weekend, seeing all the brave support, seeing that parade, I think was the greatest thing for me. I mean, when you really see those hall of famers and they're, you know, 50 feet away from you, it's like, wow.
1: Johnny bench doing the thong, (laughs) the the floss, Floss, yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Johnny bench doing the floss. That was really weird. (laughs) That was kind of like when your uncle has a little too much to drink at the 4th of July party. Who who of the of the living Hall of Famers, uh, uh, not count you know not not inducted in the last ten years? Who looks like they could still play, to you? Oh, several do. Several
1: were in really good shape and Schmidt, everything. Yeah. Schmidt always jumps yeah, out. It's like he right. could
0: he could lace them up right now.
1: I think we should make also comment that Aaron was and is revered as much as anybody in baseball. Yeah. there. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know he gets standing ovations from the players, uh, not just uh, everybody in the in the stands uh, and everybody on the field and whatnot. Yeah, uh, Aaron is. I mean, now uh, granted, Willie and Koufax were not there, but nobody was revered as much as Aaron. No,
0: definitely not. It was very inspiring, and I, I think that the the accomplishment of seven fifteen, especially in the American climate, cultural climate at that time, right. Just becomes more and more appreciated, and and for and, and as, as it should be. Oh, and, and the
1: the class with which Aaron has carried himself uh, throughout his lifetime, uh, yeah, has more and more significance.
0: Yeah, and considering that he's not in the greatest of health, the, the effort that he makes to get there is uh, right. is inspiring as well. Yeah, yeah, all the props in the world to to the hammer. Um, that being said, I will never go back for induction. En- <laughs> Yeah. Induction weekend, and you know if you're if you're a fan of Jeter, you better get your reservations now. But don't put them in 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 black ink because uh, it might be in New York. So, um, all right, well there you have it, uh, the Hall of Fame weekend that was. For, for you and for running the bases. And thank you to everybody who uh, followed us on the Instagram and Facebook during Hall of Fame weekend. We appreciated that as well. So coming into home, feel like we need to talk about this really quick. The, uh, the Twitter controversies that are coming out, you know, with Sean Newcomb most recently and Hader in Milwaukee, I think even Trey Turner in Washington. Um, what are your feelings about having everyone's digital past drug into the light? It... We're in a different world, uh,
1: and uh, somehow or another, we are now responsible for things we did before we were responsible. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I'm certain that I said things when I was a teenager that I regret now. I don't know speci- specifically what they were, but I know as a human being, I have continued to grow in my beliefs about different aspects of society have changed uh tremendously and uh or not tremendously but they they continue to grow and uh i know when i was an idiot teenager i thought a lot of things that i regret now and i think but in this world where whatever we say or think as a teenager is kind of put in stone uh yeah uh, I mean it digitally can, archived right it's going come back and really bite you in the posterior
0: yeah it's a it's a um a paragon for for all people who are on social media you know I wish the same could be said for the president, but <laughs> you
1: know i I've heard several things recently about there's so many services that now you can Employ to erase your digital past. uh, Yeah. And to permanently erase several of these things, if they keep it clean, it can cost a fortune. I mean, that this is a a whole industry, a cottage industry that's built up because of our idiocy. Yeah. Our our youthful
0: (laughs) idiocy, you know. Well, I mean, you know, in light of Sean Newcomb's tweets coming out right after that almost no hitter, you know, somebody pointed out on Twitter uh, how meta is that. Yep. Uh, that Bryce Harper had to delete his account and start over when he got drafted by the Nationals. Right. So, you know, I, I, I think that the favorite player reaction I had was from Sean Doolittle about how, you know, forget the narrative about are we going to crucify somebody for who they were as a as a dumb teenager? It's why are people making these statements in the beginning? You know, why let's let's take this conversation deeper. And it's like, what is motivating people to say these things in their youth? And we just need to be better from an earlier age. And that's what I agree with for sure. Now, does Hader in in Milwaukee and Newcomb here in Atlanta deserve to be kicked off the team and have their contracts ripped up? No, definitely giving a standing ovation to them. That is insulting. That's horrible.
1: Well, Newcomb hasn't pitched in Atlanta since. Uh, This has happened. And if he's given a standing ovation, it may be because he went eight and two thirds innings as a uh, of a no hitter. Uh, I, I it's it's an odd situation.
0: Yeah, there's nothing courageous about navigating through a Twitter controversy. So. So I don't know. But again, when it's all looking at all the different reactions that came out, uh, you know, and and what was the other guy? I think Trey Turner. Yeah. They even dug up something from him. You know, be careful what you say because it has legs in this day and age. But I liked what Doolittle had to say about it. So, Damn. all right. Well, a thank you as always to everyone who listens to the Running the Bases podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Um, you can find all things Running the Bases at the website, runningthebases.com. Uh, thank you again to everyone who liked and followed our Instagram posts while we were in Cooperstown. That was a blast. Um, and uh, And also on Facebook and on Twitter um you know leave comments and suggestions uh below the podcast and uh we'll try to uh talk about um we'll try to do better the next time (laughs) we'll try to continually we'll try to continually get better at our craft so uh a thank you as always to david wayne garden who supplies the music for our podcast his album the truth is i don't know is available on itunes and on amazon and wherever records are still sold like all three of those places So for Coach Jordan Bounds, I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast coming into home. And we're safe. Coach, have yourself a good night. Good night.